Hello and welcome once again to Roman Records Live from Lockdown. We've got a real humdinger for you tonight, um, an album that we both love, connected again with another movie. So, listener, charge your glasses and get ready for where you're meant to be. My head was burst for drinking, I was choking back the sick. The customers were dead, my nut, the boss was being a prick. So I decided then and there that I just couldn't take me there. I quit the job and got the train to Glasgow. And my big commander put it on the train for folk and I'll never forget the trick was played on me by John Mackay. He said if I was after thrills, just as we came, she sells a pill, she knocks about the blinds with square and Craigie T, here we are once again recording, delighted to be um, talking to you again, unfortunately not in the same room, long term listeners of the podcast will be uh, more familiar with us uh, getting getting to sort of uh, sit in the same room, enjoy some records, enjoy uh, a good few rums, but uh, we're having to kind of make do, but um, very good to be talking to you again, but how are you since I don't, I, I'm not actually physically with you, how are you doing? I am uh, I am whole. I am one piece. I am good. here. Oh. Uh, it's good. Uh, I wish the weather was a bit more consistent, but can I complain? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, this stuck at home. I mean, it's, it is like a staycation. Unfortunately, I still have to work five days a week um, and so. be a da. So, I mean, it, well. it causes its difficulties. Um, but... I mean, you can't complain. Like I've said, I think before, you're getting paid to sit and watch Netflix, to listen to records, and to get pissed in the house. Exactly. You know, if you're furloughed, if you're whatever, um, you know, and if you're a key worker, then you know, we we celebrate it. We celebrate it. Aye. But good to hear that you're doing well. Um, enough about our, our uh, plates, if you if you want to put it that way, and more about uh, the topic of this evening's podcast. And uh, I am absolutely, I say this every time, but I'm really excited about this one. Um, and not to say I'm not excited about the other ones, but uh, this is an absolute fucking humdinger. A fantastic, humdinger? It's a humdinger, <laughs> man. A humdinger. Uh, a great album, uh, a fantastic artist, a, another movie, you know, we talked about with Talking Heads, um, mm-hmm. but a movie of a very different kind, not a movie of the production. Now, Craigie T, I would like you to introduce what uh, today's album is and the artist. Well, you've already heard a little snippet, so you should be aware of who this is. But this is Aidan John Moffat, and it is the album Where You're Meant to Be, which is an interesting album because it's full of traditional songs, traditional Scottish songs, uh, reworked for the modern day through the eyes of Aidan Moffat. Yeah. And um, it's an album full of songs that you'll have never heard before. And the cool thing is, um, like Craig said, it's an amazing film as well. Like, such a touching film. I was lucky enough to go to the premiere of that film. Uh, they, they converted the bars into a cinema just for that night. Awesome. And uh, they played a couple of songs. Um, one we may, uh, we may even play at the end of the podcast, which is unreleased and no one's ever heard, Ooh. unless you were at that gig, I would imagine. Um, but it's such an interesting take and in, in the movie uh, again I don't want to go too much into the movie like we did with Talking Heads but the movie really explores this idea of who owns songs especially mm. traditional songs and who is allowed to change yeah. those songs mm-hmm. and there's a strong character in that movie called um, Sheila Stewart who is a traveller 
a very from a very famous traveller family. Yeah, uh, whose only kind of form of entertainment was singing, and they were very very famous for singing. And she is such a strong character, and the dynamic between her and Aiden is is just fantastic. There is none of that in this album. This album is purely just recorded at a gig on that tour in mm-hmm. 2014. But his uh, backing band includes none other than James Graham from Twilight Sads doing backing vocals. Yep. So it's, it's it's such a good album, um, especially if you're Scottish. If you're not Scottish, I would say you still love it. But um, I would say <laughs> the stories and the places that he talks about, if you've lived in Scotland, particularly Glasgow. Yeah. Um, go you're gonna get a fucking kick out of it. You you really will. You really will. Um, absolute dynamite. Um, it's. I know what you're saying. I haven't watched the film again today. Um, preparation for this, and obviously been listening to the album. Yeah, they're 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 obviously connected, but it's they're not like deeply intertwined and if you watch the film and expect the album to be the same you'd be you'd be not disappointed but you'd be like okay right that's that's maybe not what i expected uh, you'd be surprised um but hopefully delighted but they both stand up on their own which i think is a cool thing about them um i but you, you make the point about about sheila who doesn't appear in this uh very strong character in the, in the dynamic as you said between the two of them is <laughs> quite interesting particularly there's a there's one scene where they're in the car together and Sheila's driving her <laughs> kind of old of a Volvo and uh, talking about one particular song and Aiden gives his, he's like, well, updated the lyrics and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I thought they were a bit out of date and people won't identify with them. <laughs> and uh, he obviously didn't get the metaphor. It's talking about the ship in Harbour. And she's like, no, that means he's, he's waiting to die. He's supposed to die, hey. He's like, oh, <laughs> right, I didn't even know that. And then he, he's completely embellished all these lyrics and she was like, fucking raging. <laughs> you've ruined uh, it, you've ruined it. Shown disrespect. I just, it, uh, she was shown to be a hypocrite as well. So let's uh, let's not go too deep into the film because yeah. you should definitely watch it. No, absolutely. So uh, definitely go and watch it. Um, you can get it on Amazon Prime. You have to, It's not free, unfortunately, but it's well worth the money. Money. Um, you can rent it for three forty nine. We're not affiliated with Amazon Prime, but uh, that's that's where you can get it. So go and go and check it out. I think we should start making Amazon links so when you do purchase things that we tell you to purchase, we get a cut of it. Uh, and I'm sure you would all be happy with that. To the company, likewise to my last. Let's drink and be merry, all out of one glass. Let's drink and be. Your trains in the morning, your case packed and locked, and across the day. Um, before I go any further, there there's a kind of connected theme with our drinks of choice tonight as well. So I believe so, Craig. Why don't you introduce us to what you're drinking? Okay, Can't I'm wait to get your opinion. Um, so tonight I am drinking. Um, I'm also drink- I'm drinking a rum as usual. Well, not always, but mostly we we, we enjoy rum in this podcast. Hence the name. Um, so I'm going to actually prepare the drink as we speak. So um, I'll kind of build it up a little bit. Now it does have a connection with uh, Glasgow in particular. Um, so I am drinking. Um, 
OVD, which you might sort of like chuckle at if, you, if you've you've heard of it, is um, Craig, you mentioned in the past, you know, like, and the reason I went for this, you know, you think about like workings men clubs, town halls, uh, mm. the, the welfare clubs and all that kind of thing, where Aidan played a lot of these shows. Um, I think this would be the, you would see this behind the bar, probably in terms of the rooms that they had. This probably would be little lambs and what you mentioned before, but um, so it's OVD, which uh, stands for Old Old Vatted Demerara Rum. It's uh, sort of shipped in from Guyana uh, to Glasgow, where they they do stuff. <laughs> they do stuff to it. Uh, they blend it and uh, right, they make it. They make it. Uh, they make it. Whatever they make it um, by uh, George Morton Limited. So it's a it's a dark rum Demerara sugar based. Uh, I'm going to fire. Uh, a wee hoose pour into my glass. Um, I find with this though, it is, it's quite, not strong, it's quite a strong flavour, uh, not strong in terms of alcohol. So I think it goes really well with a good squeeze of lime in there and not Coca-Cola, but ginger beer. Um, some ginger. Some ginger in there. Everybody likes a good bit of ginger. An OVD fish. and ginger. Aye, perfect combination. And I've I've went for um, old Jamaica ginger beer, um, the, the the classic. And if you think of Glasgow, um, oh, this is Jamaica ginger beer. Glasgow's got a quite a Jamaica Street. <laughs> yeah, it's got a deep heritage with Jamaica. You know, we've got the Merchant City. Um, you know, one of the biggest trade cities in the United Kingdom, going going way back. Um, you know, bringing in a lot of different stuff from the West Indies, including spices and exotic fruits and flavours and all that kind of good stuff so um, yeah so I've got a, I guess a wee bit like a dark and stormy but I can't call it that because it's not Gosling's remember being on that mm. I've got a I've got an OBD and ginger beer with some lime and it's a mighty tasty cheers to you why don't you call it a a dreek and stormy a dreek and stormy that's fucking magic actually uh, there that's we go. absolute magic a dreek and stormy that's it it's, it's decided well done no problem. No problem at all. Well, um, sitting in front of me is an unpopped bottle of um, a Scottish rum from the I'm southwest of Scotland. Very and it's, uh, excited to be aye. here for the, the grand... The un- unpopping. <laughs> um, I have actually tasted this rum. I tasted it before I bought it. It's by a distillery just round the corner from where I grew up called Ninefold Distillery. And it is in Dumfries and Galloway, just um, just outside Dumfries, actually. Nice, nice. And it is a it's an unaged rum. So they use it. They don't use the term. They don't use the term white rum. Right. What do they call it? Is it like they call it a pure single rum? Oh, okay. Um, it's known for its butterscotch, vanilla, and citrus on the nose, and naturally sweet and fruity on the taste buds. Smooth caramel and citrus gives you way to a spicy, long, and delicious finish. I actually discovered these guys at a fucking country fair. You know, like oh, where, I'm- like, if I was, I was down. I think it was Ivor's second birthday. I was visiting my parents, and uh, they had a country fair where you could fucking shoot guns and ride horses and. 
all the, like there were fucking people doing sheep displays and all this sort of pish. Oh. Um, but there was a food and drinks tent, and there's so much good alcohol getting produced in the southwest of Scotland. I think I've mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. But there was finally a, a rum distillery, and uh, the guy was pretty sound. He was handing out badges that said "I Heart Rum," tasting it all, and it's it's bloody delicious. And there's there's lots of ways that you can drink this white rum, and I remember they were uh, sorry this single rum. So they do. They were actually there, well, yeah. They were stuff. they were serving it in different cocktails and stuff like that. But I thought, you know what? Something that I've never really done as uh, is mix Scotland's favourite beverage with oh. rum. Oh no! And the the colours, the branding of Ninefold is orange. And I thought, you know what? This must go well with, of course, Iron Brew. So I went to the wee uh, shop on my corner and got a lovely cold plastic oh bottle. It's, it's so good, but they've got everything you need. Fucking apart from uh, apart from Frangelico. They need oh, to get a bit of Frangelico. Oh, man. That was a... We did a lot of fucking steps that day looking for Frangelico. That was a tough night. Anyways, I'm going to pop this open. Get it open, man. I'm fucking... I can't wait. To and it smells... Like. It smells... I know this, this is going to sound a bit daft, but it smells really rummy. It does smell like rummy. You know that's... I'll often with white rums or single rums um there's not a lot of smell there they've oh, not had a lot of time to develop that yeah. flavor yep um so we'll just pour this out oh yes smells delicious and i'm probably going to ruin it with a uh, iron brew but I, i'm only doing that tonight afterwards i will uh, start respecting it a little more back to your um well, you mentioned Iron Brew. What was it recently? Was it that? What's that? Uh, rum? Is it Rock? Rock Tom's? Rockstar? Rock or something like that? Rockstar Spirits? Aye, the Pineapple Grenade and all that. They, he was like posting something with like mixing it with Iron Brew, wasn't he? Recently, he did. He did, and I, I did have the kind of inspiration to do that. Yeah. Um, but because we're we're kind of in Scotland, I feel like I need to try it. They've got various varieties, but um, I feel like I need to get a wee go. Oh, well, I, I had the pineapple rum on the last episode. Oh, uh, oh no, oh, no I didn't. No, that was Dead Man. Dead Man's shoes. Dead Man's fingers. Fingers. Um, no, that was the hemp rum. I've got a pineapple oh, okay. rum as well, uh, which I've been drinking with lemonade, to be honest, and it's been quite nice. It's like a, it's kind of like a Southern Comfort kind of vibe. Aye. Anyways, so right. uh, cheers to you. Cheers. Um, cheers I'll just try this the night. Bated breath here. Um, that kind of works. Kinda. You're not selling it. The well, the the iron brew is actually really neutralised by the rum. You know that kind of the the trademark sugary sweetness of mm. the iron brew. Do you remember a bit too much it's, iron brew in it? No, 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 no. It's you can't taste that. It's totally flattened by the rum. Or oh, the rum kills the brew. Aye. Which is quite ah, cool. Ah, right, okay. Um, it definitely changes it a um, little bit. I feel like you're not getting that real deep sugary iron brew taste. Maybe I should have bought one of those uh, original cans oh, to try it out. I but um, it's decent. Stuff, I'll, I'll, I'll give you more of an idea as, as the night goes on. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll come back to you on that one. But um, let's uh, let's let's press on with with the album. Um, let's put well. Let's put a song on. Aye, let's let's get a song on. What's not? Let's talk about. This is probably. I would say that this is probably my favourite song on the album. But I want to get it on right now because it's so good. This is a. Uh, 
it's the second track it's the first with the band and it's uh, I'm a Rover and we'll talk about it after this so I'm stuck at my cunt and I'm a Rover seldom sober I'm a Rover of high degree it's when I'm drinking I'm always thinking how to gain my love's company yeah I'm a Rover seldom sober I'm a Rover of high degree it's when Absolute banger, Craig, and I think I think I share your sentiment. That is, it's arguably the best uh, song on the album. I'd call, do I call it? I'd call it a proper knees up, like a good. <laughs> it really is. It's like you just want to fucking hammer your knees, hammer over, sell them so slapping your own thigh and fucking slam the table, <laughs> fucking bang. Honestly, it's like particularly just now where we're like, you can't go out and mix with folk and have you know even people in your house to have a drink and a laugh and a sing song and. Th- that just epitomizes that kind of get together and celebrating and having a laugh and aye, it's an absolute, an absolute belter. But um, you mentioned at the top of the show, um, he, you know, Aiden was he was trying to take these kind of uh, you know old kind of folk songs and uh, kind of adapt them to kind of like experiences from his own life and update them to the modern age. And this is arguably the best example of that. Um, well, the, the funny thing about this one as well, though, is it it has, I was going to say it's been modernised lately. I don't know how modern, or how, how far I can stretch modern, but the Dubliners did do a cover of this as well. Obviously oh, not they? with these lyrics. Not with these lyrics, I think they stuck to the original lyrics. Right. Um, but, yes, I, I know what you mean. Like, it's just, it's also quite nice to introduce this to a new um generation of fans yeah. like i i bloody love traditional scottish music but like where i grew up there wasn't a lot of it or no. like i remember my granny's fucking tape deck in her car playing fucking accordion jams and all this sort of shit but i could i could totally i do have a, a big batch of records that i that I, I can't remember where i got but they are just all fucking like um all the Scottish acts of those days. And I'm just yeah, happy yeah. that it has been modernised and brought to this new audience. Absolutely. Hopefully, we should be able to start going to more of these knees-up type fucking affairs. Right. Definitely. I mean, he, he mentions it in the video, like, you know, he wants to, like, he says, like, um, you know, old folk songs kind of fall out of fashion because people don't ad- identify with them because of the lyrical content. And so he, he's, he's trying to do that, you know, bring... It's still the essence of the song is still the same, and he uses quite a lot. The choruses don't tend to change that much. He just tends to sort of um, update the verses. Um, so the essence of the song is the same, um, but he's obviously trying to introduce it to a new audience. And I think it's a great thing to do. Well, just to talk about the record itself, um, I do own this record because I bought it when it was when I saw it performed. Yeah. However, um. I've never actually, I've only ever taken the record out. I didn't actually look what else came along with it. And uh, there's a poster that comes with it that says, I, I want to believe, and there's a picture of Nessie. But then there's also this um, <laughs> kind of inner sleeve that has all the, mm-hmm. not the lyrics, but the actual um, ideas behind the songs and just descriptions of where he wanted to go with those songs. That is so cool, man. Because you, you see wee bits of that in the movie where he's trying to work it out and he's like, 
And one thing he says is like, fucking hell, these, some of these folks always go on and on. There's so many verses to it. And he's like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, and he's obviously trying to make it make it work. Uh, that, that's that's so cool. Um, and we do talk about this. And this is one thing I really enjoyed about this particular series is we're kind of going into the, the actual the vinyl pressings a bit more and we're you know we're talking about the what the physical copies are like and the different variations and you know what you get with it above and beyond actually just the, the music um the front cover's quite cool as well i wonder if you'd maybe talk a wee bit about that the cover of the album <laughs> the one where he's dressed up as robert the bruce <laughs> he's dressed as robert the bruce uh <laughs> which appeals almost like you know very, very briefly in the in the movie, Robert the Bruce, because he goes to a. You know, people do those An historical burial site. Aye, but they do those historical like reenactments of battles and all aye. that. Sweet bit like that. That's it. Um, and he sings a song. Do you remember the one he sang there? I think he's doing "I'm a Rover." There actually was, and uh, the wee guy in the fucking kilt going mad. Kind of kilt dancing, fucking loving that. He's got a Ramones t-shirt on as well. Um, <laughs> The but the con the, the quick synopsis of the song it's like um, a guy trying to win the affections of a some girl, um, but he only really does it when he's pissed. Um, he he kind of gets the horn on if you like, and he's but he tried to bring it up to date, and it's like how would you like pursue a, a you know you know a, the object of your affection in today's modern times? So it's like trying to Twitter and Facebook stalker and emailing and total sex pest though. Total sex pest, total wee fucking gremlin, uh, and I mean it's pretty blue. And you know he, he talks about kicking your cunt in. There's a lot of sea bombs and effing and blighting. He doesn't hold back, and <laughs> so just one guy fucking loving it. Clearly it was fucking tits. And there's all these wee old. He's fucking faces like absolute thunder. It is hilarious, <laughs> man. But I love the fact he's like unfiltered. This is a you like it, you don't give a fuck. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so um, I think we should get another track on, um, and I don't. I know we don't always pre-select them, but um, I think uh, I'm going to put another tune on for you, and it's uh, it's a big job, my girl. So when the sergeant said, "Young man, it's time to turn the Taliban." Jock salutes and shouts, yes sir, the day we've all been waiting for. But soon his heart is horrified, as well as gone, his friends have died. Standing ankle deep in gore, Jock knows he can take no more. The wind may blow, the cock may crawl. Craig, on the the album, because I don't have the the LP, does it credit what original song it was of interest? Does it say this is an adaptation of Blah by Blah? Yeah, so I'm actually just looking at the, the information on Jock McGraw, and it is actually, there is an original called Jock McGraw, but it's the stoutest man in the Forty Trois. Right, okay. Um, who was a figure of fun, a massive hulk of a soldier who's mistaken for a telegraph pole. <laughs> Um, and it goes on to say when Aidan was writing these songs there was a lot of stories in the press about post-traumatic stress disorder and lack of support for returning soldiers and apparently from the men who survived in Afghanistan more had died from suicide than did on the battlefield Mm. Um, and actually as much as the chorus is great in this song 
the lyrical content it does it does get a little bit uh, it's quite dark down. Um, it's got, it's got um, and there, there's actually uh, there's a there's another verse that didn't make it into the song, um, and it's well, Jock it, takes his Jock takes his own life, wakes up in hell and meets Satan. The devil's a bit rude, so Jock knocks him out with a single punch. Um, it's interesting because he, he talks about this. Um, he said you know, initially he was drawn to you know, old Scottish folk songs that had a bit of smut in them and made them kind of laugh. And he says, that, but quickly he started to get drawn to the kind of darker kind of mm. content. Um, and this is an example. There's a bit of the album where he, when he even talks about, well, this uh, this set's a lot more cheerier than I'm used to doing, so here's a sad song. <laughs> Aye, exactly. Um, and it's not all fun and games. There is some uh, some, some more sort of introspective moments uh, in the album. So there is some... I like that though. There is some ebbs and flows to it, which is which is good. It's not just a not just a, a party album. I suppose like any good party you you do get ebbs and flows. That, that's why you do. And I mean, I think the other thing that makes this album is the parts where the bands are often not playing, and there's quite a few a cappella tracks. Absolutely. It starts with a, starts with an amazing track, oh, it and really um, does. where the album title um, comes from. And if you want me to it, tell you about I'm that sorry, track, I can I can tell you right now. Um, it's actually one of the earliest songs that was wrote, and it's part. It's a partly true story. Uh, the, the opening song is. Uh huh. Were you meant to so, be? So, um, yep. So the Jimmy of the tale is actually James Graham, the singer from Twilight Sad. Oh really? And uh, they did. They did go around all these places, and um, they were saying that I think we'd just been to see a Batman musical and needed a drink. So, so there you go. I didn't know that there was such a thing as a Batman musical. Well, we decided we would try an unfamiliar bar to buy a soothing pint to cool the afternoon. And so we roamed the Glasgow streets in search of fine and foreign treats to be gulped and guzzled, swigged and swallowed down. And so the first place that we stopped, they clearly didn't own a mop, but the karaoke gave us both a laugh. We watched the steamers howl, but the drink was fucking foul, so we downed it quick and soon we both were off. It's such a kind of great opener, but it would also be a great closer as well. Aye, 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 aye. Um, and it does leave a wee lump in your throat, particularly because, you know, we don't live in our home country and you do sometimes long for being, being home. And this does describe a lot of different places in Glasgow, but the, the kind of premise of the song is you know, uh, like friends out drinking and go around all these different bars and um, drinking emporiums <laughs> around about Glasgow and uh, but kind of kind of find themselves kind of back in their local good old kind of boozer, if you like, where there's like, you know, their faces are well kent, as they say, and, uh, you know, they know everyone and, you know, they're just like, you always kind of end up where you're supposed to be type of thing um, aye and it's sung a cappella like I think about three or four on the album are. there's such a mix in here there's there's the old kind of knees up the old reminiscing yeah. there's the sad songs there's the tales of the city there's the tales of arseholes um, um, oh, totally. but every um, song has personality it really really does I mean he's a, he's a fantastic lyricist he's, he's very sort of um you know, you know, like comedians, they call them like, was it observational comedians. He's very observant. Yes. He examines like everyday life um, very well and can take. Um, you know, he draws the kind of stories and the personalities you say, and 
the, the, the sort of uh, the nuances of that extremely well better than you know most people um, and particularly Scottish life and you know places where, where we are familiar with which gives it that kind of added sort of um, layer for, for for folk like us um, but one thing I do like is um, he, he, he talks about um, sort of taking stories that are quite often set in the the country and like kind of transporting them to the city um, <laughs> and he says like there's one show he's as part of this tour he's like you know he's like I like the country for a visit but you know one thing I found out about doing this I'm definitely a city dweller he's like you oh, know absolutely I think I like things like uh, Wi-Fi and going to comic book stores and all that. He's like, fuck that, living, in the, living out in the country. You know, he's like, I can do it for a wee while, just for a visit. It's quite nice, fresh air and all that. But no, no, fuck that. It's like definitely a city boy. There's an encore on this album which isn't even listed, which is so good. It's such a great idea. Fuck it, I'm not going to tell you. I'm just going to let it play out, and then an encore comes on. Oh really? Um, on the vinyl, so it's not listed on the vinyl. Then boom. it's not listed on the vinyl at all. So the parting song finishes, you think it's done, and then you hear them, you actually hear them, one more chin, one more chin. And then, yeah, the encore comes on, which is, of course, the ball of Kerry Muir, which we've been talking about and dropping quite a few times, which has me in stitches. Um, And this was was also an old military song that was, uh, it's a tale of an orgy. Um, at like a little town hall yep. and it has all the characters from the town Yeah, and um, I mean if you listen to the album Aidan Moffat sets up every one of these songs and, the, and describes what they're about and yeah. where he came from with it but this one's just so good because he, he says uh, what is this like if you're anything like me Audrey's <laughs> they're nice on the telly but I don't think they're for me in real life Aye. Um, and so he wrote it in that kind of idea that a, a, a husband has been dragged there by his wife yep and it keeps <laughs> running into these folk. Ah, yeah. And uh, what's it? Uh, the one of the last lines in it that is just the funniest thing ever was uh, what's it? Um, was it the clown? No. Did you make? Did you make a wee deposit? Said the lassie from the bank. The lassie from the bank. <laughs> and he was like, "What did he say again?" Uh, no, that's no. me up the road, hen. I'm away him for a wank. Just rhyming bank and wank. Rhyming no, bank and wank is always like the best thing to do. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, I he's, he said that in his week in the intro. He's like, this has been embellished many times over the years, and there's added lots of different characters, and uh, he kind of did his own. Um, I it's, it's fucking hilarious. It, it really, really is. For you, the butcher gave my wife a wave and gave her a surprise when she saw the poundy beef that was protruding face flies. Or who's in you this time? Who's up you knew? I'm not really into this, I'm doing it for you. I forgot who's next, give me a second. Hold on, it's a girl. The lassie fay the baker said, you want to have a try? I'm hot just like an oven, so get stuck into my pie. Oh, who's in me this time? Who's up you new? I'm not really into this. So that was uh, the absolute fucking rip-roaring track, The Ball of Kiri Muir, um, a belter. I hope you enjoyed that one. You definitely have to go and listen to the whole thing. Um, but that was a wee, that was a wee sort of uh, a newsbush for you there, um, Craig. Um, you before we move on to talk about um, the sort of a hidden track, or not hidden track, but the track that didn't appear actually on the album. That you are privy to at the, sh- at, the at the premiere. I do want to talk about the premiere because uh, you were there. I was very jealous in a in a, in a good way. 
Um, just tell us about it. You know, you know, and give us a couple, give us a little bit of insight what it was like to be there. Um, the I mean, it was a while back. back. It was 2016, wasn't it? Aye. 2016, um, it was the Glasgow Film Festival. Uh, I had actually, I think my brother had tickets to go and see the actual show the couple of years before that, right. and um, I didn't go for some reason. So I, I felt like, well, I've, I've, I've got the chance to go and um, to see the film. I got tickets to go to it. It was great. It was a free drink. Um, which actually was a was a thing at all the gigs as well. He he toured with a, a cask of whiskey, and it was free drink, oh, really? and it was free entry as well. So it was free entry for everybody and free drink. That's why everybody was having such a great time. That's brilliant. So the the uh, premiere itself, yes, the the main stage became the actual screen for the cinema. Okay. Um, there was uh, there was merchandise, so I, I got the album, mm-hmm. obviously, and. Mm-hmm. There was a, uh, I think a, I think it was a free seven inch. I can't remember if the seven inch was free or you had to buy that as well. But I bought two copies, and um, I gave one of them to you, you which is quite nice of me. I would say. I'm so fucking generous of you. I'm so. And the, the strange thing that. about the EP, the seven inch, is that it's actually got studio recordings, yeah. or th- mm-hmm. or one of them is a studio recording. This is the and thing. It, it actually feels strange to listen to as a studio recording. It, it does not totally work as does. well as the actual it live recording. Like. I remember, like, I was playing this one night to Jillian, and she was getting quite into it. And then I was like, oh, I've got that seven inch. I put it on, and I was like, oh, it felt quite flat. It was so weird. It didn't have that energy. That, it didn't really have that, um, I don't know, it was just like, it's hard to describe. It, it just didn't have the same sort of, um, I don't know. It's like, there it was just something about it just lacking. It felt a bit flat in comparison to the, to the live version. The, after the film, they actually played some songs from the the the, the movie. So it was the, they had the they had the band there. Um, one thing that I had started doing around about this time was because I was wearing a shirt as always, and I had a I had a pocket. Um, I would start record. I would <laughs> I would start recording the gigs and my voice memos, and. Um, right. It actually works really well. It's got a good microphone on it, and I actually I've got like a little collection of my own personal little bootlegs. Yeah, uh, so I've got like Robin Robin Pegnold from um, Fleet Foxes supported um, Joanna Newsom at the mm-hmm. Royal oh, Concert Hall, and that that was before the third Fleet Foxes album came out. So I've got some tracks performed acoustically before the album was released. Oh, just by him. Uh, so that's quite go. nice to listen to. Uh, that's awesome. um, but in this case, I recorded the Adam Moffat one as well. And he actually plays a song that does not feature on the album. Right. It is mentioned again in his notes that it wasn't featured because Ooh. one, uh, it's a bit of a copyright nightmare right? or copyright headache, he calls it. But two, the song may appear a bit dated because it's about the the um, differing attitudes between a Scottish man and an Englishman, and the whole indie referendum was finished oh, right. by then. So while they were doing the tour, the indie referendum was going on. It was going but on after after it was done. It was done. 
Um, yes, and they might yes. not need a song there. However, what I thought we would do and how we would finish off this podcast is yeah. to play a part of the poorly recorded version that Ooh. I uh, recorded from my phone. So it's not going to be high quality. Remember, it was recorded out of my pocket. But what I'll do is I'll um, I'll try and clean it up, yeah. and we'll play a little bit for you. I don't think I should play the full thing. No, um, no, but uh, maybe yeah. we'll put the full thing somewhere else. Yeah, and you can go and listen to it there. And this is an ex. This is our first exclusive, surely. <laughs> okay, yeah. This is a fucking exclusive. It's Yeah. 